Drums, please. Hey everybody, Simi Oak here, and welcome back to Dopamine. My name is Christian Rivera. I am the host of this platform, Dopamine, which is all about personal empowerment and helping you unlock your potential. I typically talk to INTPs, and I'm talking to you, the INTP, today about getting out of your head which is a really weird and difficult topic, especially for an INTP. Uh, getting out of your head is like something that feels completely unnatural. It feels like something that you're not even destined to do at some point. Like I know for me, my brain is just chirping from the second I wake up and it's basically chirping the entire day. There's lots of things going on, whether that's self-judgment, whether that's projects I want to work on, I'm kind of creating mental lists of things that I want to do or need to do, or just uh, ruminating about, you know, maybe life's issues or something that happened in the past. There's a million things to think about. There's so much to think about and put words to. <clears throat> you may be, you may be even reciting conversations to yourself that could potentially happen in the future, ways to explain something to someone, uh, maybe reviewing arguments that you've had with people to try to figure out how to have some of those discussions with yourself in your own mind when you're going to get into future discussions so that you avoid you know, having to uh, hear the same argument over and over again. You can take more things into consideration. So introverted thinking, our main dominant function does all of these things. There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of work going on in our mind. We're clean slicing, deducing information, trying to figure out uh, the mysteries of the universe in a lot of ways, and trying to figure out how to live life, how to be a more productive person, how to you know manage relationships, how to have a better career, all of those things. And you know, it's a challenge to get out of your own head. And what is even the benefit of getting out of your own, own head, first of all? Um, I talk about this from a perspective of being an INTP who has been deliberately doing personal growth for a few years now and has been uh, always trying to improve from my own past experiences. And I'm also an Enneagram 5. So being an Enneagram 5 also brings with it this idea of of assuming my limits of energy and assuming that everything that life, like all the answers to life are cognitive. And I think, you know, INTPs who maybe are not fives uh, can still somewhat relate to this. The idea that emotions can be intellectualized, that we can just talk about how we feel and it'll work itself out. Or that we can talk about getting in better shape or understand the concepts of getting into better shape or start doing research about exercising without literally getting into the, the practice of exercising or conceptualizing the idea of cooking and sensory things. And really, that's a lot of what this video is about, is tapping into more of the sensory in the moment, not necessarily just extroverted intuition, which is more about uh, being playful and expansive and expressive and thinking about the future a bit. But how can we be more present in the moment? And this is kind of, for us as INTPs, a little bit tied to our introverted sensing. Now, introverted sensing is about rituals, routines, uh, our personal sense of rule sets and structures and internal code. And for introverted sensing, it's basically the typical routines you get into throughout your day. You know, getting in the shower, uh, you know, having to cook meals, having to do the things that involve taking care of yourself, like drinking water. My thing is empty. I've got to take care of that. Um, oh, it's going to make a lot more noise than I thought. 
<laughs> Sorry, neighbors. Um, <laughs> I was trying, I was aiming for the couch. That is my bad introverted sunset. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't in the moment like I'm trying to express. And I could have taken a moment, looked at the couch, threw it at the couch. Didn't, didn't work out. Um, <laughs> you could probably see in other videos where I try to just like do things without looking at them and I just mess it up. Uh, so getting back to the point of sensory things and managing your health and managing your, you know, day-to-day -day activities and understanding that as an INTP, we try to cognitively work through everything. We try to explain everything to ourselves, or even in the moment when we're having to, let's say you're laying in bed in the morning and you're having thoughts of doing push-ups. And then instead of just having the thought of doing a push-up and then getting up and doing it, there's all this like, well, I don't know if I feel like it. How's my body feel? Am I just kind of like, I'm really tired. I really don't want to move. Like I had a long day yesterday. Um, there's so much to do later today. Moving my body seems really hard. What about that other thing I was thinking about? This seems like something I shouldn't really even bother with. Uh, and then before you know it, you've totally forgotten and lost the point of what you're even trying to think about. And you just, you know, <laughs> you skip the idea of doing the push-up. Whereas if you have the thought and immediately jump into the action, then, you know, you don't have time to ruminate on all of those other things. And this is, none of this is by means easy to get into a place where you're getting out of your head and just being present with the smells and sights of cooking or what you're experiencing is really hard to do or being focused on you know, even in the moment just now where I was like, I just needed to throw the bottle on the couch and I totally just didn't take the extra moment to think about it. I was so focused on what the next step is for this video that I, you know, I missed the couch and I made a dumb mistake, <laughs> but I self-criticized myself in that moment too. So I don't know. It's really hard. Um, I'm doing a lot of talking. I apologize for my all over the nest or all over the placeness in this video. But what I'm trying to get at as I kind of slow down, take a breath, is that being present in the moment allows for the opportunity to just like let your brain simmer for a second, let your brain breathe and realize that you don't necessarily have to be immersed in all of the other things in life when you have something right in front of you. So in the idea, let's just take cooking because cooking is something that I've been doing a little bit more of and trying to learn to do more of that when you realize there's a next ingredient or next step or next thing to do, you know, do the step and keep doing the thing, you know, rely on your senses a little bit to smell it, taste it, see how it's going and to let all of the other things go. You know, when you're cooking is not a good time to be checking your phone. You're going to lose track of time. Uh, it's not a good time to be thinking about the future necessarily. You don't have to really worry about that stuff. Let your brain, brain relax. So introverted sensing, to go back to that point, introverted sensing is also a way that we access our past sensory experiences. And typically one of the ways that we do that is through taking a moment to breathe and almost meditate. Like you can activate it on your own by meditating, closing your eyes, taking a moment to breathe and focusing on a specific memory. And then your mind will start to tr take you to a place where that memory exists and you'll start to potentially smell what that experience was like or be able to feel what a certain couch felt like or whatever the area is and experience those sensory uh, vibes inside of your mind. And the idea of taking something like cooking, especially something that you've already cooked before, 
and taking it as an opportunity to not just get on a automated track of just immediately starting to cook the thing that you're cooking and, uh, you know, get distracted by other things, but to be in the present moment when you're doing that and let all the other stuff go. You don't have to think about your problems. You don't have to think about the, the what's the next thing for tomorrow. What's the next step? Because I think about anxiety and stress as a tension between two points. And typically that's where we are now versus where we're trying to go. So stress, if you think of it as like a string you have to pull, it's like that's the tension between the two points. This is where you are. This is where you'd like to be. And if you are experiencing consistent stress, then that's typically what's happening. But if you kind of just let go of one thing, then the string falls and you just get kind of relaxed and everything kind of floats away. So don't worry and panic about the future every single moment of every single day or worry and panic about all of the things you need to contemplate or figure out. Because being in our mind, especially as an INTP, being in our mind is the assumption that our mind is the answer to everything, that our thoughts, that our thinking, that our, our data searching, that our explanations are the answer to everything. And it would make sense that we would think that. That is our main driver. That is our main mode of thinking. And if that's something that's been working for us, why wouldn't we try to use that for everything? You know, if for the most part, a hammer has been doing the work, you're going to try to hit a hammer against everything, but you're going to come across things in life where the, the hammer just doesn't work as the tool anymore. Thinking is like thinking harder or hitting something harder with the hammer is just not going to get the job done. It's going to probably break some stuff. So getting out of your own head is even just conceptualizing the idea that Thinking is not the answer to everything. And I have to remind myself of that all the time because just thinking about a concept or even thinking about doing this video, for example, uh, I haven't done videos in a little while because I've, I kind of went into this place where I was thinking too much about uh, the future, what kind of content I want to make, um, what's the future of this channel, what's, you know, my own energy levels and remembering that oftentimes I just need to pick a thing and kick on the camera and just do it. And as I'm in it and as I'm doing it and figuring it out, like things tend to settle. And worst case is if this video sucks <laughs> and no one likes it or no one understands what I'm trying to say, it's fine. I'll get some feedback and I'll figure out another way to address it. It's really, I have to take the pressure off of myself and take the pressure off of my competence, take the pressure off of my brain, take the pressure off of my ego to prove that I'm worthy of something based on what I say or how I explain something, when I do it, or anything like that. So Molly and I had this really great conversation last night about what's happening with me, what's happening with me personally as an Enneagram 5 and an INTP, that I'm very much in this uh, over-analysis of things that I need to do to improve my body. You know, physically, I don't feel good. I have a, an Achilles ankle issue that has been basically the origin of a lot of personal uh, frustrations. I can't really experience certain types of freedom. Like I can't go hiking and I really do enjoy running and hiking and doing some of that stuff. And I can't do that right now. I haven't done that for years because of my ankle and it's been kind of an underlying uh, depression in my life. <clears throat> and I, I've been kind of using my cognitive excuses for that to limit my ability to do other things that are going to help with my personal sense of health, eating better, cooking better food with better ingredients, 
<clears throat> taking the moments that I need when I start thinking about, hey, I should do some push-ups to do the push-ups. Like just take the the few moments and you know, by the, the amount of time that I'm using to ruminate, to think about things, to talk myself into it or out of it allows for me to, I just, I'm kind of, I'm just wasting time. I'm wasting, not only wasting time, but I'm wasting my energy and wasting my effort. And I think the best use of introverted thinking is when we put it into the projects that we're going to be working on. You know, when we're trying to, right now I'm doing uh, some work for a personality hacker to develop their Enneagram starter kits. That's taking a lot of my mental space. And for me to put my best effort into that, there are other areas of life that either need to be streamlined or need to, I need to, you know, not put as much emotional and cognitive effort into those things. Let things be easy. It's okay for things to be easy. Not everything needs to be complicated. That's another aspect of introverted thinking is that because we favor our competency and intellect that we want to use bigger words or we want to make things more complex than they need to be. When frankly, the simple solution is okay. The simple answer to things is totally fine. You know, keeping something like for me, uh, uh, one thing that's really been helping Molly and I the last few weeks or so has been simplifying our breakfasts and lunches. And we just have bagels and cream cheese and we just be, eat those in the morning with a little bit of variety or we have fruit or something like that. That's like really easy to access in the morning. We don't have to think about it. It's automatic. Something we know is there. And then same thing with lunches that I close my window because people are starting to talk <laughs> outside um, or for lunches that we start to we have uh, like deli meat and. Um, you know, all the fixings that we need for that stuff. And it's all packed into the fridge in a way that I can just like slide it out of the fridge, put it on the counter, get into kind of an automated mode and put my work aside for a moment and just make a sandwich, focus on that, be present with that and just make it happen. You know, not thinking, uh, not thinking like, am I hungry? Do I really want this? Like, no, the second you feel like you're hungry, just go eat something. Second you feel like you're thirsty, go get some water. And it's not about necessarily being reactive in the way that extroverted sensing is, but sometimes that's part of it too, is like getting to know your body's signals and needs, getting to know when you need to do those push-ups, when your muscles are feeling like, I need to move things a little bit. I need to like flex my shoulders. I need to move my body and my ankles hurting. I need to go, you know, sit down for a moment and really honoring the actuality of your body's experience. <clears throat> and thinking about, you know, the, the, some, like I mentioned, I'm doing a lot of work with the Enneagram, uh, starter kits for personality hacker. And one of the main concepts that the Enneagram talks about is the three centers of intelligence, your head, your heart, and your body. And for me as a Enneagram five, that's a head type. And I also have Enneagram, I'm kind of in a wing, wing six place at the moment. And then also there's a growth path to seven for the Enneagram. And hopefully that's not too confusing for you if you're not familiar with the Enneagram. But the idea here is that I've got a couple things in my life that point towards favoring, favoring more intellect, intellectual thinking and thoughts than getting in touch with my body. And all of the signs in my life have been pointing to getting in touch with my body. I've been trying to solve my cyclothymia and mental health issues with my mind, trying to do psychological work, which has been helping for managing symptoms, but it's still very much there. And lately what has been sticking out to me is that 
if I can allow myself to get into the moment to do just just do the thing I want to do and honoring my body and starting to take care of my body, that I'm going to have more energy, that I'm going to be putting my mental energy in more of the right places, that I'm not going to just be wasting my energy on ruminating on things that don't necessarily matter, or trying to, you know, use the hammer for the same tool over and over again, and not letting my mind breathe. Because it's not just about the sensory side, but it's also the intuitive side. It's also about letting your mind breathe in a way that lets your full mind activate. Because when you're using your introverted thinking, you're just using the prefrontal cortex. You're just using the, you're just doing the like, mm, the equivalent of just pushing, right? You're pushing with your mind. You're like, I need to just think more, think harder. But really one of the things that really helps is you have this multifaceted, beautiful brain, right? So to allow your mind to relax, to breathe, let the topic go for a second, go somewhere else and let the ideas emerge through other types of thinking. I've talked about Dr. House quite a bit. And while I don't think Dr. House is necessarily the best example of an INTP in terms of behavior, he's an INTP that typically has this uh, the, the, the sort of the, the crux of the show, the, the whole plot of the, the TV show was that he would have, uh, he's a diagnostician and he would try to figure out these unique cases. And usually he would figure out the answers to these unique cases by stepping away from it for a while. He would collect all of the information that he needs. And typically as an INTP, we want to use our introverted sensing as a means of organizing that data and figuring out a linear sequence of what to do. Whereas usually there's more insights that our cognitive prefrontal cortex hasn't necessarily picked up in the moment. And we need to let our mind relax to let other parts of our brain fully activate and to be able to access the aha moments that exist within our own mind. So that means letting go. That means going for a walk. That means experiencing something new in your environment. That means having a conversation that is completely disparate to what it is that you're actively thinking about and just letting it sit aside. You know, write it down if you need to revisit it. But for the most part, like if you feel like you've reached the, if you're feeling like you're in a place where you're pushing your brain, you're just like, and even physically just like, oh, I'm just like, I can't get it. I can't just make it happen. This is really hard. This is bumming me out. This is hurting my mind. That's usually when you need to just like, okay, you know what? Thinking is not the answer here. I need to put this aside. I need to put it down. I need to put the hammer down and I need to go somewhere else, right? I need to get away. I need to uh, get somewhere else conceptually or physically, you know, go do something else and um, let your mind relax. So you can do this one or two ways, right? You can do this in a literally go experience things with other people, which with the coronavirus at the moment. It's a little bit tricky, but uh, there's always a way. And or, or just hit shuffle on a playlist, listen to some new music, or go for a drive somewhere. And just, again, get out of your head and stop trying to actively make something work. So there's very much a difference between letting your mind's thoughts emerge for itself versus trying to force thoughts to happen. And usually the latter, trying to force thoughts to happen 
doesn't lead you anywhere. It's just kind of like an overexertion of your energy. You're exhausting your introverted thinking and not allowing your mind to use the other tools that it possesses, which is extroverted intuition. It's all about optimism and play and pattern recognition and experiences or introverted sensing, which is about tradition and rituals and routines and the linear progression of, of something that is simple and commonsensical and looking for the simple solution or extroverted feeling and asking for help, getting someone else's advice and feedback, and even using some of the shadow functions, extroverted thinking and writing things down, introverted intuition, and just taking a moment to breathe, empty your thoughts, focus on what you're trying to accomplish, focus on what your personal future looks like without the limitations of practicality, without the limitations of, of what you think is going to happen. But just think about the possibilities. Let your mind just relax and think about your thoughts as just flowing through a river. And you're only just plucking the things that pop up. You're watching your mind do the work. You're, you're almost take, having a, a disembodied experience of looking at yourself figure something out, which is hard to explain and something I'll probably talk about a little bit more in depth. But I have talked about it as well in our INTP empowerment guide, which you can pick up in the links below. Or tapping into extroverted sensing, like I said, and being in a moment where you're present with what's happening around you. Right now I'm present with you. You're The camera's here. I'm talking to you. Obviously, yeah, sometimes I look around. I'm noticing other things in my environment. I get very extroverted, intuitive in that way. But being present with the situation, I'm not thinking about what's coming after this, what the next video is, uh, what I'm having to do later in the day. I'm not thinking about my problems. I'm not thinking about uh, my, how I feel about my body. I'm not thinking about how I feel about my, my partnerships, relationships, family, all of those other things. I'm with you. I'm talking to you and trying to share insights with you right now, being present in the moment because I don't have to use my thoughts in any other way right now. That's where I am. That's what I'm doing. And usually after, like right after this, I'm going to get some water and, you know, doing something that's immediately uh, reactionary and not necessarily something that's going to be um, uh, uh, distracting. It's not about dropping what you're doing if it's important to go do something. But if you have the opportunity to go get some water when your water bottle's empty and you're starting to feel that feeling in your throat when you're thirsty... Just, just stop and go do it. Just do it right now. You know, don't think about like, okay, I'm kind of thirsty. I'm going to do that in a second. I'm just going to continue to do what I'm doing. Like, no, just stop what you're doing. Just get it done because it just ticks the box in your brain. It gets it done. It gets it over with and it frees up that mental RAM, that mental space, that random access memory that is so valuable as an INTP to keep that space defragmented and clear is beautiful for the usage of our personality of, of who we are as a person and then introverted feeling with taking a moment to think like what am i what am i really experiencing what am i feeling what is what is something that is honest to me what is am i doing something that's authentic to me and continuing to check in with those moments and if you've got to cry then cry you know don't be embarrassed about it it does not make you stupid to cry and feel your feelings and to make decisions based on your emotions. Every once in a while, that's going to happen, and that's going to make sense. Uh, for me, that's kind of a big picture thing. Every month or so, I tend to have these moments where I'm like, who actually am I? What am I doing? What, why is this important to me? What is my motivation for doing these videos? 
for doing the work that I'm doing. And I, I had to, that's kind of why I haven't put out a new video in a while. Um, along with the other things I mentioned that it's also just about, you know, literally having to recalibrate, like, am I doing what is authentic to me? Am I doing what is personal to me and my motivations? Am I being honest? Am I being authentic about my experience? And, you know, checking in with that every so often, I think is also a good idea. So, uh, it, you know, paired with the extroverted feeling. And I talk about that in the INTP empowerment guide of how we can use the shadow functions to cap off our main functions. So our main functions of introverted thinking, extroverted intuition, introverted sensing, and extroverted feeling, all of those can be once we start to get really good at bringing those things into our life, we can bring the other aspects as support mechanisms. So with introverted thinking, with all of our thoughts and all of the lists that we have in our head or all the, the concepts, writing some of those down or checking against reality to see if other people agree and see if that makes sense and, and gather some data from other people is a way to kind of uh, uh, support our introverted thinking and not have to make it do all the work. And that's really the goal for this video is to remind you that your introverted thinking doesn't have to do all the work. You know, that's a lot for one cognitive function to do as a dominant function. Sure. It's going to handle a lot of it, but life is complex. Life requires more of us. Life requires a fuller experience of being a human being, of being a personality. And personality is only just one of the ways that we experience life. You know, personality in regards to Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, uh, maybe you're into Big Five, maybe you're into Socionics, Spiral Dynamics, all these other things. Like there are map maps and models for the way that we exist and live. But being an INTP is not necessarily about forcing yourself into a box it's about understanding that this is our default thinking. This is our default mechanism. How can we start to utilize that tool set in a way that's actually going to be beneficial to us? And that's not self-harming. That's not self-judgment. That's not giving us, uh, that's not making life harder than it needs to be, you know, and finding ways to balance it out with other aspects of reality, other aspects of our experience that we're not clinging to a single state of being. We're not clinging to just using our thinking, but emotions are valid and getting into our body is valid because if we're having difficulties with our energy, with focus, maybe those other things need a little bit of work. Maybe you need to talk to a therapist. Maybe you need to talk to a friend. Maybe you need to express yourself more. Maybe you need to create something. Maybe you need to start cooking. Maybe you need to take care of your body a little bit more. Maybe you need to just get into a ritual and a routine of getting out of bed around the same time every day and going to bed around the same time every day and honoring your rituals and routines and not getting so pulled by every little concept or idea that is putting you on a track to, uh, to, to, to fulfill this assumed destiny of an INTP that you're always going to be distracted. You'll never be productive. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never have a partner. You'll never have the life you want. You'll never have money. You'll never have a, a personal, you'll never be, uh, 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 provide wisdom to anybody. You'll never create anything meaningful, all of this stuff. Like these are narratives that we tell ourselves all the time based on, the disparity and the stress points that we're talking about and experiencing between where we are and where we would like to be when really we just need to be where we are and being where we are is a good first step to starting to just acknowledge, okay, this is where I am. This is where I want to go, but 
I need to not put so much tension between these two points. They can exist. They can be tied together. You can think about the future. But the present is what leads to the future. So the present is the moment that really matters. The present in your thinking and what you need to work on, what you need to figure out, and what you need to start doing is what's going to make the tension a little bit less strained that you can start to actually get to a place where you're doing more things in the moment that lead to a more fulfilling future and that the future doesn't seem like something that is pre-written for you, that the future doesn't seem like something you're stuck with or that you're, you're in a relationship or with your parents or in an environment or in a city or whatever that you're destined to be stuck in forever. That's just not true. That's not the case. But it will be true if you don't do anything now. You know, it's not about making a major change right now, but little incremental things, you know, put 10, just 10 push-ups a day, you know, whatever, a little bit of cardio, uh, you know, learn one new recipe a week, learn uh, a new routine, you know, just upgrading your system over time. And so that you can start to develop other tools to take the strain off of your introverted thinking. So that was a lot of talking. That was a lot longer of a video than I thought. I've got a minute left before my camera stops recording. So uh, with that said, I've got the INTP Empowerment Guide. Like I've mentioned, that's got all sorts of amazing tools for you to grow all of your cognitive functions and to take all of the lessons that I've been teaching on these on this platform, on YouTube, on the podcast, all these places, and really start to uh, put lessons to them and start to actually... Uh, take some steps to grow. So if you're focused on personal growth and want to be excellent as an INTP and not just doing this for fun, but doing this because you want to be better, then there's links below. Sign up for our email list to get a free uh, INTP Q&A book or go ahead and sign up directly for the INTP Empowerment Guide and uh, you'll have direct access to me if you have questions and we'll keep working together on this stuff. So with all of that said, uh, dopamine.life for other podcast episodes and uh, videos, articles, all that fun stuff. Or if you want to uh, get a personality profiling session, you can do that there as well. So with all that said, take care of yourselves and each other. I appreciate you, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. Like, subscribe, all that stuff too. All right, see ya. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I'll throw it at the tag here at the end. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E. <clears throat> if you want to support uh, this podcast uh, in some sort of financial way, that would be really amazing. And uh, we also provide information for how to learn the theory of Myers-Briggs on our Patreon. So if that's something you're interested in, go ahead and do that there. There. Do that there. Do that there. Go to that there, patreon.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E, and I'll see you over there. Thanks. Hi, I'm Gabriella, and um, I had a profiling session with Christian. If you are on the fence about this, I can't recommend it enough. I've been into MBTI for about three to four years now, and when I tell you that what I learned today <laughs> made up for... Um, three years of guesswork, I really mean it. 
Um, Christian uses your own real life examples in questions that he asks you and um, lets you know how your stack, your cognitive functions work together based on the answers that you gave him. Um, And that's something that you can't find in a book or online. He gave me his undivided attention and expertise and knowledge for two hours, um, and it was more than I could have hoped for. Sign up for your own one-on-one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today. This has been a C-Note Media Production.